0: org. All right, let's see. Let's
1: see how this is going. Hello. You guys hear anything?
0: I can't hear myself.
2: I can't hear anything.
0: Check, 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 check. I usually can hear myself. Check, check. Okay, I can hear myself a little bit.
2: I think I can hear you. I don't know if I can
0: hear. Hello, hello. Hello. Oh no! Hold on. Yeah, wow, what's happening? How's this? I can't. Wait a minute. Oh, that's why. You got. I didn't oh, have there your, I am. Whoa. I didn't have your mic on. Hello. Woo! And you're okay. Number four is working now. No more robot voice from number four. Wow. Yeah. I miss
2: the robot voice. The robot voice was a lot of fun.
0: It was useful. It was a useful tool. Yeah, this mic was broken for a while. I feel like I'm still low. Turn this up. <laughs> turn this thing. Turn this thing up.
2: Yeah. Now I think it's good
0: no radio no, free good.
1: brooklyn we don't do sound checks no radio paid brooklyn
0: oh we do shit. Sound checks, yeah okay? we sound check right away if it's paid <laughs> if it's paid we sound checking before if it's not paid we might sound check it's, like seven minutes yeah, in that's right um Enjoy. yes all right here we are uh brooklyn this is no suggestion i'm ralph jean pierre got co-host jake joseph in the building hello all right right now we're live on deck with one of new york's best improvisers katie berry
1: what's
0: up oh man oh my god thank you everybody i feel like um (laughs) uh i think we met for the first time like what a month ago at at bcc was that our first time meeting or had we met before then? i
1: think we had we had crossed paths a couple times i maybe once or twice i had met you and then we talked at the last baby wants candy show i think
0: okay i was yes i was seeing a show in the basement and then you guys are doing a show upstairs yeah. i was seeing some kind of clown cabaret yeah in the basement
1: Jasa, i think o'reilly i don't know
0: yeah 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 o'reilly Sol-
1: stanzione
0: oh no i don't know who oh. that is there's a lot of names.
1: There's just it's been the summer of clown. I mean, it's not summer anymore. But when I went to Fringe this summer, it was like everyone was like, "I gotta see clown. I'm doing clown." Oh, I'm doing cl-. very. Interesting. Clown is hot right now.
0: Clown is hot right and now. And clowns
1: are hot in general. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I've only taken
2: one clown class. I feel like now I need to do more. Wow. And the, the peer pressure is working.
0: Wow. It's a tipping point yeah. right now. I
2: wonder how many people get into clowning through peer pressure. That feels like that's like an oxymoron type statement, if that makes sense.
1: Axel, mm. if you don't get your ass into that clown class, okay, put on the goddamn red nose and start blowing up some balloon animals, then you are not getting any of this at prom.
0: Francesca, I am an actor, a true thespian okay i go i'm going to my scene study class i have my cup of <laughs> espresso and my thermos of broth baby a true artist
1: do you think i don't mess with scrubs actors never make it clowns are where the money is honey
2: Friend, all right guys you got five minutes you got five minutes
0: wait, okay. I, I have five minutes before i have to go into my acting my scene study Fuck workshop acting. <laughs> i am a true I'm wearing a tweed jacket. Do you love me? I do, Francesca. You are my lover.
1: Do you see a future with me?
0: We are, yes, a very bohemian uh, future of art and intellectualism, please.
1: Then how do you plan to give me the future that I love Don't. and deserve if you're not going to take clowning seriously? Oh, the
0: people are looking at us, Francesca, please. Yes,
1: me. because they know do so you need to clown.
0: Stop! Stop putting that makeup on in this lo- in this <laughs> lobby. <laughs> honk, honk. Don't, don't. Uh, I am a truth. This we're working on a scene from Strindberg. Okay,
2: well, whatever you're doing, you have three minutes and forty eight seconds left.
0: I, Francesca, I have to go into class. I don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose you to clown. Oh,
1: you are gonna. Lo- you know what? Actually, you just lost me.
0: Oh no, you uh, just lost me. Francesca! Don't oh, where did this banana peel come from? I've fallen, my, my my thermos.
1: You would have been so damn
0: good, Francesca! Please. She gets
1: into her tiny car with uh, no other people. There's so many people fit in that car. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic!
0: We did good. it! We did it! Improv! It's, we did it's, it! It's not often that the guest initiates the first scene. You. And they nailed it how can you not when it,
1: i was like we're talking about clowns is yeah,
0: not yeah. clown, it's the summer clown clown is so hot right now hot like, clown is like so Hansel. hot um uh yeah i mean i was what i was gonna say is i feel like this was probably how improv spread you know what i mean like there was some moment in new york probably uh, what year would that have been i feel like Ninety one. Yeah, I I feel like improv. The hottest I saw improv get was probably around the tens, twenty ten, eleven, twelve. I think I think that's when it was like everybody was like, "Are you an improv? Are you are you taking improv class? Where you, you you know?" What I mean, what do you I think? think
1: co- oh, sorry, go on.
0: It's probably
2: because that was when the previous generation of improvisers started getting on SNL things. Yeah, right. like they were like when what is it, Ben Schwartz and. Uh, who else like uh, you know that like Jason Manzoukas like all those people that were improvisers Donald here Glover, in the very Broad early City. the Ots yeah. then yeah. got stuff and then I think everybody's like oh we got to do improv because that's where these people came from yeah. yeah
1: yeah. it it started to finally trickle and I feel like uh, in the writing industry they always used to look for stand-up comics but now they're very much like they're interested in the improv stuff which I'm like thank God improvisers wow. are getting more clout as writers
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, yeah, I I I I feel like I'm constantly um aware of the this silent war between improvisers and stand-ups and stand-ups have so much real estate which I'm sure they fight hard for but like they have uh, so much real estate in terms of marketing themselves and showing an audience showing the audience who they are and in terms of like things like like I feel like Their skill set is more – it's more easy to understand how you can apply their skill set to, like, jobs and writing, like you're saying. But uh, improv, uh, yeah, I feel like it's – we have uh, more work to do in in terms of making that translation.
1: Yeah, I mean, the problem is I think stand-ups can hone their craft and have a set that they perfect over time. And improvisers, it's really hard to get consistently – Excellent, like, and yeah. that's all my friends who are doing like Shit's Probe. Um, is a great show you should see. In New Shout, York out, Adrian Piller in Shout so. out Adrian Pillar. Shout um, out Adrian Pillar. Yeah, but their whole dream is to like t- have Broadway caliber performances that are on the spot, and to get investors interested in that, you need to be like, no, we can do this night after night after night, and Broadway is all about consistency. Like they mm-hmm. pride themselves in like every single night is the same, which is the antithesis of improv, and so. It's like, I think it's harder just from a business standpoint for like those live shows to go anywhere. But as far as the writing that comes out of improvisers, I always find has just this special sauce. Like you can tell when something's written by an improviser because it's got life in it that Mm. because we trust our instincts Mm -hmm. um, and we're not overthinking or overworking jokes. Well, I think we are really good with dialogue and like. I don't know. I just feel like uh improvisers writing is snappier.
0: Yeah. I'm, yeah.
2: Yep. I think I I mostly recognize improvisers as writers in the show. I guess because mostly because I like listen to com I mean watch comedy is when they start making fun of improv within the show. <laughs> uh like New Girl I th- had a great uh, line where she like walks in on Nick doing something embarrassing and I I well I don't think I'll ever forget this line which is wow, I've never been more actively embarrassed watching someone do something outside of improv uh, <laughs> yeah and, and I was Bojack
1: like, horseman had it yeah uh,
2: one of my favorite television shows is lucifer um on netflix and that's cl- that's definitely written by improvisers because in the second season one of the characters does improv and every other character ruthlessly mocks them for it
1: yeah we're self-deprecating <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i also think it's good that we're self-aware like we know how bad improv can be like mm-hmm. it's it's often pretty bad you know what i mean so you have to I don't know. That's how I introduce myself. People are like, what kind of comedy you do? And it's hard not being like, stand up. Mm-mm. And I have to be like, I'm a mostly musical improv, but I swear it's not shitty. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no, I, hard.
2: I, I totally feel that, too. And people are like, oh, oh what do you do? And I'm like, improv. And they're like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, I don't even know how to explain it very well.
1: Oh, did people still ask you to tell jokes? Yeah, of course. I hate it. Yeah.
2: Or do an improv for me. Yeah. Like, like what? Yeah. Nobody's ever asked me
0: that before. Never? No. Oh, you're
1: a comedian? Tell me tell me your best joke.
0: Oh. I think I I think I get around it by just not seeming funny immediately so they're, they're, <laughs> they're just like, "Oh yeah, 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 this. Good luck with that." <laughs> um yeah, I uh yeah, that's super interesting. I so okay, here's a question I have for you. Are you do you consider yourself in terms of career and in, in a broad scope, are you an ambitious person? Yeah, talk about it. Ooh, about it. where does that come from? What's that about? What do you What do you after?
1: Ooh, um, okay. Yes, I'm very ambitious. You
0: should tell people that one of the the your your claims to fame is you teach musical improv at BCC and probably other places. You You said also.
1: Yeah, I teach screenwriting at the New York Film Academy. Mm-hmm. I teach musical improv at the Brooklyn Comedy Collective. I've been doing improv. I think I started in 2012, mm-hmm. so it's been 11 years. Um, and I mean, I, this is a lot of this I'm about to say is in my one woman show.
0: (laughs) Talk about it.
1: No, but when I was young, I really wanted to be Molly Shannon. I wanted to be a comedian. The first, yeah, the first comedy sketch I wrote, I was in second grade and I won first prize at the library talent show for doing a parody of the, the psychic friends network. But you know, there was that whole thing of, um, like. Other people can make it, but you can't like you're not pretty enough or you're not this or that or the other thing like it just felt like um, like the arts in general felt frivolous and wasteful and for some other mystical pony person that I would never know. And so I went my college. I went for writing and I tried to get into publishing and just taking, I moved across the country for a man. We bought a house. So he had a daughter. It was this whole thing. I mean, and I found myself completely like dying inside. And it was only until I had done everything that everyone else had told me to do that I realized how miserable I was. And then I was like, okay, I've done everything everyone told me would be happy and appropriate and adult. And I I hate this, like, with every fiber of my being.
0: Tabitha, I thought you were making a meatloaf. That's <sighs> what I expected when I came home from the trucking company was a loaf of meat baked and hot ready in this kitchen.
1: But the only thing you're finding are my loafers, my tap loafers, because I'm done loafing around with you.
0: <sighs> Tabitha, we, we talked about this. You are not... Dancing, particularly tap dance, and that's for the sparkly folks, okay? Don't you, don't you it sounds like you're more like a clogging than a tapping, if I'm if I'm real honest.
1: Clogging, huh? tapping, skiddly doos, windmills, box steps, grapevines, I'll do all of it. I am getting out. Of this house.
0: You are not authorized to do any squiddly doos in this house. Don't you don't you squiddle, oh. don't you do? Oh, you just watch me, Reginald. I need meatloaf, Tabitha, on uh, this table.
1: You know what I need? I need a warm breeze. Where's that spotlight from coming my from? Hair.
0: Uh, That's you, Kyle. Why are you dream. running a spotlight in my Thank house, you, Kyle? I, I really need the five
2: dollars. This was the this is the first gig that I showed up on Fiverr.
1: I need some hope. I need a dream. The lights of
0: Broadway are waiting for me. Ka- Kyle, how dare you release dry ice in my house? Yeah.
2: Also, while we're at it, uh, can you take the hat off? It's causing it's causing a shadow. I know this is your own house, but I'm gonna tell you to take your hat off. This
1: I'm is... in my light. Tabitha, shit, hit the snow. Right. I'm in the snow.
0: There's a light behind you that has your own name on it.
1: And I know finally which way I've got to go. I'm leaving Illinois.
2: All right, kids, this is your cue
1: oh my god they're all carrying
0: little meatloafs yes
1: they're props they're prop meatloafs they're not even real meatloafs it's prop work reginald you wouldn't know it's an art form unto itself
0: damn it tabitha this is the greatest show i've ever seen in milwaukee oh
2: here comes the birds
1: Milwaukee, Illinois. Doves, doves. Scene. Okay. <laughs> I totally forgot we were doing improv. Ah,
0: beautiful. Um. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. So you you uh. So yeah. You, you had this whole other past life, which is so such a crazy thing about growing up, is you can have so many lives. Yeah. Just, okay. I want to talk more about that, but okay. But so. You had that life, and you felt yourself dying inside. Okay,
1: dying inside. And then I said, "Okay, I know what I'm going to do, and now I'm going to do it. it." It was almost like you needed—I pr- needed proof. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I finally got the green light to trust my instincts and be like, "I know what I've wanted to do since I was five years old," and then I went so hard, mm-hmm. like I went home. I booked a one-way ticket from California. I left, I signed over my half of the house. I started taking classes. I told my family, I'm going to write for TV and film. And I don't care if it takes 20 years. I don't care if I never make it. I don't care if I'm poor. It makes me happy and I'm doing it period done. And then from there on, once I was like, okay, I can do this. Like everything started popping off. It was like the universe was like, Thank you, we've been waiting. Wow, Whoa. Wow.
2: Would you consider that manifesting?
1: Yeah. No, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I manifested my own I would say, you know what I would say? I think that um yeah, I think manifesting is knowing that you're you're part of the universe. We're all threads in the universe, and the universe wants us all to be our best selves because we are one. And so as soon as you let yourself be your best self and trust your like most divine instincts, then yes, you will manifest excellent things for yourself. I think this is so woo woo. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's not necessarily woo woo, but like if you don't try, you'll never do it. So like, yeah, but I think that's like. I think in some ways, like, manifesting is, like, often just, like, giving yourself permission to do what Mm. you want to do. I know,
0: guys, I know this is very woo-woo, but I... Feel like if I really just believe and concentrate hard enough, I will get a ninety-seven percent on this
2: test. Wait, you said woo woo? Are the cops coming? Who called the cops?
0: Woo woo, like, oh, man. like it, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's like a siren or an alert. Oh, shit. but shit! There's it's a, a siren. It's a siren and an alert for the spiritual world. <laughs> it All right, is guys, so I got,
2: paranoid. I got warrants, and uh, I, whoever ratted me out to the cops, I need you to just,
0: I need you to manifest your freedom, yeah. manifest your innocence.
2: Guys. Yeah, I, I've been doing that, and they call that uh,
0: avoiding arrest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Middle school is awesome.
1: Y'all, the bongs kicked.
0: Whoa. Nice. I'm a, I, I want to hit that bong, but first I'm going to. That's a go-gurt. I'm, I'm having a go-gurt, then I'm going to have some of that bong. Guys, we yeah. are. I think we're figuring it out, yeah, okay? No. You're on the run from the law. You're a pothead. And I, it might be delusional, but if we. I'm just
2: putting the vacuum hose to my hand because I like the suction sound. I feeling. Like. Guys,
0: we have got it. I think we're, le- we, we're look at us learning and figuring things out. It.
1: Bro, I know that you like really need to pass your test tomorrow mm. or you're not going to get, you're not going to graduate. But like, I feel like, I feel like there's something magic in the air and it's <sighs> not just all this dense cush smoke.
0: Yeah. It's not just this handheld vacuum. It's yeah. not these seven boxes of Gogurt. These are really heavy, by the way. They're so
1: warm. Yeah. yeah. Are they still good? Warm? Give me one of them. Gogurt. Yeah. Do you know
0: that the Gogurt
2: is just
1: yogurt?
0: What's is, Go-Gurt, is just yogurt? Go-Gurt, is just yogurt. Gogurt is just yogurt? Gogurt is just yogurt. On the go. Well, yeah, but maybe it's more than yogurt. And that's what I'm manifesting. This is brain nutrients. That's what? why. Oh, bro it's glowing oh, here's shit. to a 97 like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they're outside oh god the woo you did ma- the woo woo manifested the cops listen guys shit. if we're going down i'll tell you what we're going down with a 97 you know what i'm talking about yeah
1: bro you know what i'm magic. talking about yeah
0: all right i'm getting out the back <laughs> okay see <laughs> fantastic um Okay, so you you manifested all this. Uh, oh, oh, what was the other thing? I, all right, wait. There was manifesting, then there was something before that that we were gonna talk. Was it manifesting? Oh,
1: you the that what, as we get older, we have other lives, so many lives, multiple lives. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. And that was weird. When I started doing comedy, I was only, eh, I was twenty, I was in my twenties, and mm-hmm. so people were like, "Wait, you like owned a house and were like taking care of a child and like." It was a it was a young age to have already had a complete second
0: life, yeah.
1: Um, and now I'm on my like fourth life,
0: um, wow. and it's
1: great. Every life is so, um, nuts, and you learn so much.
0: Damn, you know mm. what that reminds me of? Not that I'm avid, uh, uh, uh an avid uh, this is an avid hobby of mine, but it reminds me of video games. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm on my fourth life. How many lives do you, do you have? Mm. You you do it's a it's you know I mean it's a countdown until you gotta either die. check out of here or put another quarter in here and pray die.
1: Yeah, but it also reminds me of all the levels because I'm like every life is like so it has such its own it's like own distinct flavor. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: Do you feel like the uh, every level gets harder and harder like a video game or no?
1: Only if you're doing things wrong. Mm. I think my levels have gotten easier and easier. Mm. Not knowing who I am, not honoring who I am, not, not you, you know, learning about boundaries and dealing, you know, learning how to communicate better and working on myself. That shit was hard. But now my life is like a lot easier, except for like, you know, there's a regular life shit like people dying and stuff. There's like existentialism. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's always it. there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Gosh, that's a really great thought. I'm trying to think about are things easier for me. Certain things are coming easier. But when I was younger and I was struggling more, um yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think about if that resonates for me personally.
1: Can I ask how old you are?
0: I'm 30. I just turned 39. Ooh, happy Ooh. birthday! Yeah, thank you. Yeah,
1: happy birthday. And how old are you?
2: I'm 32.
1: All right. so I'm the little Goldilocks in the middle. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm
0: 36. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just turned 39. I'm knocking on <laughs> knock knock knocking knock on, on heaven's, heaven's door. door. Man, <laughs> one foot in the grave. Yeah. Oh, 39. Shit. One foot in the grave. Are you
1: like freaking out? Because when I turned 35. Or when I turned thirty six, I started to really. I was like, I'm close to forty. <laughs> like, are you freaking out a little bit?
0: Um. Well, it's interesting. Thirty eight was the was the hardest year of my life. Ooh. Um. Um. And it it really had not a lot to do with aging. So I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't. Um. He, here's. Here's what is true. When I was when I was young coming out of theater school and all this like my trajectory is very different from yours, yeah. which is I knew who I was and what I was going to do with my life when I was 7.
1: And you did it.
0: Yeah. Cuz like I, I knew
1: and then just everyone was like no, but you knew where your parents um they were you're, they were like oh, yeah, follow your dreams. They were cool with
0: it. Uh, sort of. My parents <laughs> are and I'm not saying they weren't that way, but um uh, my parents are from Haiti which okay. is, you know, the poorest country in the hemisphere. So it's really not practical to tell your firstborn son, hey, go be an artist, you know yeah. what I mean? It and But but and still, you know what I mean? I was always like, I need a sketchbook. I need a sketchbook. I need comic books. And, you know, so by the time I was, you know, getting ready to go to college, my parents were like, it, it's a done deal, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, that's wise it, of
1: them at least. They yeah. were like, it's who he is. Yeah.
0: Um, so there's that. So so yeah, I didn't get any pushback. I didn't get a lot of pushback from them, and so I kind of followed the same path always. But um
1: Do you have um immigrant guilt, like child of immigrant parent guilt?
0: No, I don't have any of that. <laughs>
1: my yeah. My 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 fiance, his parents are um Ghanaian immigrants and he him and his friends who are have like immigrant parents talk about the guilt of not mm-hmm. like doing everything super good and right because your parents like paved the way for you to be here.
0: That's a privilege I have. I got really lucky. I don't have. I don't have any of that. I don't feel any obligation to them or <laughs> anyone else. Wow. Which is, which is, yeah, it's lucky. I because I know that that's not the case for other people. How about you, Jake? Um.
2: Yeah, I'd say that there's like. I guess, are you asking about my personal experience or are you asking about, like... Uh,
0: do you carry... I don't know where your parents are from, but do you carry any... I don't know if they're yeah, born here.
2: So I'm or, a, yeah, I'm a first-generation American. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moved here when I was three. Um. Yeah,
0: I think, like, uh, I think there was a lot
2: of emphasis put on me as a child to being, like, oh, we made all these sacrifices for you to do X, Y, Z, mm-hmm. but, like... I don't think it would, like, in some ways, like, to me, it always felt like that was just a form of control. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, like, Mm -hmm. they had a very specific image of, like, what they wanted, and then that was just, like, another characteristic to be, like, go do that. Mm. So,
1: yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: So, I don't know. I mean, I I would probably do feel that guilt set sometimes, but then I, I think I have to often, like, talk myself out of it to be, like, that, oh, that's not really my voice in my head. That's, like. Uh, you know, that's my mom or that's my dad or whatever,
0: yeah. Everyone calls you Frankenstein, but I am Frankenstein. You are my monster. I created you. You're bound to me. You must do as I tell you.
2: I'm just a mirror.
0: What? Wait, what? No. Every
2: time you look at me, you look at yourself. What? <laughs> I... This... I second couldn't. life you gave me is just a desperate attempt to get a second life
0: for yourself. Stop twirling your must I don't remember even giving you a mustache. Stop- I gave it to myself. What? These are- I don't know who's that at the door? Don't uh, person. Uh, don't uh, kill uh, my monster. Uh, I
1: can- I got my pitchforks yeah. and I got my t- and I got my my flaming torch and I'm coming to get the monster.
0: Okay.
2: No, you're the- coming to get yourself. What you shove that fire in me to illuminate what you do not know because you cannot stand
0: to see the darkness within yourself. I'm going to warn you. Is that you, Miss McGill Is that you?
1: Me- but, but yeah, yes, okay. It's me. It's it's your
0: you History teacher, Miss McGill. I recognized you. I'm going Sorry. to warn you, this this monster is very crafty. Don't look into his eyes and don't... It's trying to fill my head with some sort of psycho babble. Two hours later.
1: You're right. That is what happened when I was a child.
0: I wish my mother never apologized to me. Good. Now take your next turn in baccarat. Oh, I, don't, I don't... Do I roll the dice? Yes. Or is, uh, uh, okay. Oh, I
2: a two ah and the I... lessons that life teaches us
0: <laughs> what are you looking off into the distance monster what are you ruminating
2: on oh if once you have a mustache to twirl you'll know the answer for yourself
0: you look so dashing smoking that hookah
1: you, you can't kill him you, you can't i want to date him
0: miss mcgillicuddy my word
1: Mr. Frankenstein. You're
0: showing so much leg, Miss McGillicuddy. Please.
1: I've never felt so seen by a man or a monster or anyone.
0: I can't
2: give you what you want.
1: Why he didn't sew on a penis? Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes. I also don't have a heartbeat, so I can't really
1: Oh, I don't mind. I'll honestly take what I can get. You know. Miss
0: McGillicuddy is very desperate.
2: I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've only lived in this body and this existence for quite a little time, and I don't really know what I want. I don't know if I... I'm... shouldn't be taking the first piece of affection that comes my way. Wait, mm.
1: You just analyzed us and showed us what we want. I'm going to go reconcile with my father, and you don't know what you want?
2: Yes, because freedom needs freedom in order to build the maturity to have freedom.
1: Wow. Frankenstein really is a tragedy.
0: You... You're so evolved, and yet you can't have what you want because you don't know what you want. Ah, I've
2: won this game of baccarat.
1: I'm gonna burn him now. Oh, no, okay,
0: see, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Wow, existential. Um, okay. Um, oh, and and so what? What about your folks? Where, where where they? Um, in this earliest in the earliest part of your life. Were they, like, not supportive of you chasing after whatever it is you wanted to chase? Did they even know? Did you let them know that you had these dreams? Oh,
1: oh from a young age. I was like, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to be an artist. Like, I was very much like, la, la. I wrote the school play when I was in high school. Oh. I was, like, all over that. But, you know, even going to school for writing, which I felt like was better than acting, like, <laughs> I was like. You know something, and my dad was just like, "What a fucking waste of time, fucking And my mom was just kind of quiet, but then she ended up divorcing him, and she went and got her master's and start like, you know, opened her a mental health and wellness practice, and just basically, then she was like, "Do everything, do whatever you want to do," and Whoa. so she came around, and now she's like a really big cheerleader. But
0: when was that in her? At what point in her life did she? Did she turn everything around?
1: So this is crazy. But at the same time that I left that guy in California, it was like, I can't take it anymore. Here's the house. I'm doing my dreams. At the same time, my mom was like, I'm leaving your father. Do
0: you think you guys were influencing each other? Manifesting. I
1: I think something. I think. um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a weird parallel there that I did feel that we were going through it. In our very own ways, though. Yeah, yeah. Cause it was so different for both of us. But, um, but I do feel like that I was doing what she wished she had done when she was younger. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, in her late, she was in her like late 40s. Yes, yeah. And my mom had me young. And, um, yeah she was making that move, but she had already spent twenty five years with this man or whatever, yeah, and I was still in my twenties and was doing the same thing she was doing, but young, yes, and like getting ahead of the curve, yeah, like yes. learning her lessons well, yeah, and yes. I think if you have parents that have made some maybe wonky turns in their life, like the best thing you could do is learn their lessons well and be um you know be aware of that, which I was so it was interesting.
0: Man, that is fascinating. I have it reminds me of this is not the same kind of story at all except for the this like parallel. Uh I think about 12 years ago I did a, like a crazy um I did like a, a uh a bicycle tour around the United States. Woo! Uh and like performing on the streets and stuff. And This was like a very crazy thing i did it was almost a year of uh, it did of this and then around that same time i think during or right after my mom who's uh, uh she's passed now but uh it's a haitian immigrant was always a nurse and like not a, 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 like a i don't want to say like a free spirit but very self-possessed yeah. but like she always like worked as a nurse and then at some point i remember like right around that time around 12 years ago she was like I remember going to visit her in Florida and she was like yeah I just got a bunch of um I just got all these permits and things and I'm like changing my house and changing the fences around my house so I can turn my house into a daycare it was like the one time in her life where I saw her like bed on herself and like not not the one time because she was also going to college like a lot of my youth like Trying to get to, you know, do college courses. But this was like, I'm going to start a business.
1: Yeah. Because going to college, a lot of people go to college and it's like, that's all they were, that's all she wrote. I'm going
0: to change the zoning of my house to start a business. And it was about a year and she was like trying to build a website and all this. And it only lasted about a year, but it was like, that remains like my favorite memory of my mother. Just that year of her being like, no, I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, I thought that was really, really cool and she didn't end up going all the way through with it and then later she, she got not too long after that she got sick but I still admire her just for having that year of being like you know what I'm going <laughs> for this you, you know? gotta
1: because just like with your mom like you don't you don't know when you're gonna get sick you don't know what my my fiance's father just passed away so that's uh-huh. what we've been dealing with for the last year and I've never uh-huh. both of my parents thank past guests yeah
0: from, from like, me Adrian yeah, Frimpon, yeah. Yeah, and so condolences to him.
1: See, someone that close to me losing a parent and being with him through it all. It, it, I'm man, I've just been in that headspace this past month of like time is just so precious mm. and nothing is guaranteed and like every move you make counts and yeah, ugh, it's it's wild and I think that shit gets gets crazier as you get older for sure.
0: Who can who can talk of time? A clock. A clock can talk. Don't of time. Don't shut.
1: Th- that's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Sh- sorry, sorry. What the fuck. What's wrong with you? Me. Go, go on, Mister Tyson. The
0: galaxy, the planets—they move according to their own mm. calendars, their own, their own uh, timing. Mm. That, who what, can talk of
2: no, time? No, the, there's like gravitational forces and like God. math that predicts ben. their ben. movements. I swear to God, I'm gonna
0: smack you. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. Shakespeare spoke of the spheres, the uh, swirling entities in the sky that control how, how we move forward and progress, the rhythm and tempo at which uh, we move. Yeah, Isn't that interesting?
2: Shakespeare how also literary. talked a lot about incest. I don't know why we're listening God. to this.
1: Henry, can I talk to you over here for a second? Sure, I'm what? so sorry. Mr. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: You're embarrassing me in front of Neil deGrasse tyson but is he like high or something listen to what he's saying it's like pseudo intellectual nonsense it makes sense to me he breaks it down for the lay
0: person but okay? what, what do you
2: mean it's like easily po- you can easily poke a, your like a hole through
0: it i found a rock under the front tire of my car Let's this morning again.
1: oh my gosh just shut
0: up and um i went down i stopped the car and i went out of the car and i stooped down and i picked up the rock and about seven cars honked behind me and said, Hey, man, get out of the way. You're blocking traffic. <laughs> and that's when I understood time. Oh so my those God. Are really that was a really unnecessary incredible. anecdote. I don't,
1: what are you t- how do you not get it? I, I mean, How do you seriously not get it?
2: I, just, I don't understand what that has to do with time. He found a rock in front of his car. That uh, Again, there's nothing.
1: You know what? You think you're too smart for this, but I think you're actually just too dumb.
0: Geologists have surmised that the tomb of napoleon is buried in the same exact spot where he was born
2: oh my god that's verifiably false because i've seen the tomb of napoleon in oh my also, why would oh, a geologist... really?
1: you've seen it yeah it's Henry. on
2: it's on the island of corsica
1: I, it's just that like oh my uh, god there's a... that's all he talks about corsica i mean that's where
2: he went to exile but uh, like why would a geologist be studying that instead of an archaeologist or an anthropologist or a historian i, I
0: like You're, Wait, you have a question there in the back yeah, um, God, I'm
2: Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, yes, sir. I'm familiar with um, you, who you are, but oh, I really want to back. ask, mm-hmm. who
0: are you? I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. I am a, I am a scientist. I am a, uh, a pundit of science and culture, and advocate. As I mean, were, a, a, that culturally? was a lot of
2: titles, but who are you?
0: Well, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a male. I'm in a american i am a, I am a son i'm a father husband and uh
2: are you someone that avoids questions
0: uh i
1: uh excuse me i'm so sorry i miss mcgillicuddy i'm looking for my husband uh henry frankenstein is he here has never you guys he, is he here Frankenstein. Oh.
0: Yeah, yes, yes. Hello, hello. Uh,
1: sorry, was he being super introspective? Was yeah. he asking you who you are? He's
0: asking me very difficult questions. Oh Ms. my God! I'm
1: so sorry. That's my that's my Henry. Well,
0: it's too bad we're out of time for me to answer them. Oh, I bid you Stephen. adieu.
1: Goodbye, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh,
2: I thought he was supposed to be here for the whole. Why is he slinking away? Oh my God! Seed.
0: <laughs> <Scene. laughs> <laughs> fantastic oh i, I love that Miss that came back yeah. Um, yeah i mean
1: you're you're asking i was like he's therapizing again oh, it's, he's, it's frankenstein
2: i was trying to think about like what kind of question would i ask him to trip him up and i was just like
0: oh, i'm just gonna go for the easy oh, who are you beautiful. i was i was i was having fun trying to dance around that um uh okay so wow what a what a fascinating story that you and your you and your mom had these parallel uh adventures where are you from originally?
1: Long Island. Oh, you're a
0: New you're a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. Oh, nice.
1: Yorker. Wow. Born and Bred, baby.
0: Born and bread. Wow. I feel like we had a ton I mean, it's not it makes sense, but we've had a ton of people from Long Island on this show. What's your what's your impression? What's your feeling about Long Island? Where
1: oh, I love Long Island. Long Island has given us Billy Joel. It's given us Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. It's also given us painful. I had no
0: pain. idea Mariah Carey was from Long yeah, Island. Yeah, baby. Wow. Yeah, baby.
1: I I love Long Island. I think it's a very um strange and magical place. You're so close to the city, but I'm from all the way out east where people think they're like Texans. It's like very um blue-collar farmers like wow. And fishermen and all that. So I grew up in a very like
2: Does Long Island have a lot of farmland?
1: Dude, if you go to the North Fork, I'm from the North Fork. It used to be just like all potato farms. Now it's like wineries and more agriculture, but um it's yeah, it it's such a weird place. There, there's horrible people, there's fucking great people. It's just it it pains me, it hurts me. It <laughs> it's like I've come to terms with like loving and hating it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I've accepted that that's just part of my identity as a Long Islander. There's a lot of trumpy, weirdo People, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, fucking Santos is from Long Island. Zeldin's from Long Island. All those, like, yeah, that's true. There's like, the police force is corrupt. But then, I don't know. It's got, it's got its own spirit. There's like good
0: there too, you know. So Mm -hmm. the, 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 I mean, I think I was already like this, but the older I get, the more I, I want to be from a place where there's like a little bit of strife, a little bit of people disagreeing, like. People on far sides, or people are, you know, kind of closer together, but 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 yeah. not quite agreeing. I like that, man. I like that. I think it keeps everybody honest totally. and on their toes.
1: Well, she- also the only people that are that don't have that, they're like wasps and yuppies, and those people creep me out. Mm. They all have like their little cardigan sweaters and and they're just. There's something missing there. You, you, there's no flavor.
2: Mm. I think it's because the all the conflict is where you can't see it.
1: <gasps> oh, that's so true. Like if you're a it. like if
2: you're a wasp or if you're like I don't know, part of high society. Like a big part of that act is that like that there is nothing that plagues you. That like you are everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's yeah. perfect. Everything is like so like they're all traumatized. Y- yeah, like you just yeah. you wouldn't be able to see it. Uh, like. It, or probably the fact that they look so perfect is the sign that things are imperfect.
1: That's so true. But I guess, I guess then we like people who wear their garbage out on the. Yeah, their I state.
2: think that's why Trump got elected. To be honest.
1: Oh yeah, because they were all like, "He's one of us. I'm seen. I'm heard. I yeah. feel smart. I don't have to feel insecure about not reading books." Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I think that's a real thing because oh, yeah. I get really freaked out. I I have we were talking earlier about my students. I think I have my own trust issues. Like if, if somebody's too much, like everything's fine, I get nothing's wrong. I get really freaked out because I'm like, I know that can't be true. You know what I mean? And so it's just left to me to sort of fill in those gaps. So yeah, if if at the very least, if there's someone who there's outwardly something wrong with them, I can be like, you know, I'm like the DiCaprio meme. I'm like, you know, I can, I see, okay, I see there's something wrong with you. I I can, I can trust that at least because I see it. It's not like Mm -hmm. well hidden and well concealed where like, well, I know there's something, I know there's a scourge that's going to appear somewhere, but I can't see it. So I'm always in.
1: Yeah. You're like hypervigilant.
2: What's so uh, like unnerving about that? I think um,
0: it's because I think just the, the human experience is that, Everyone is going to struggle and have some pain sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think, but it's not a to, to, it's like a horror movie, right? Where like every, you're just looking at a placid scene or like a David Lynch movie, looking at the, a placid, like suburban scene and it's like ki- picket fences and everything's nice, but underneath there's like a hum That's like, nice. that sort of just builds attention is just building and accumulating on itself. Cause you're like, something is going on and I cannot see it. So you're just waiting to be scared. You're just waiting for something to jump out at you. And I think that's what it's like when you meet another human being, where it's like, they have no problems. You're just like, you can just, there's, there's, they got nothing, nothing upsets them. They don't have any issues under in the back of my mind. I'm just when I'm dealing with them I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm just waiting for something. They're a serial killer, or they voted for Trump, or you know, what I mean, there's something going on that I don't it's so, know. about.
2: that's so fascinating, I guess. Uh, I I don't know. I guess like I have a very cavalier general disposition, which I do think like rubs people in weird ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I I'm not that, agreeing. I'm just I'm just ugh. yeah yeah I know I understand. Yeah. Uh, and I think like so I, I've always been interested as to like why that's so. Um, I guess like challenging or like it causes so much friction for some people
0: you know i love I love this i i mean i think I think it's why well, it's interesting that you have that attitude, but you're also attracted to comedy because comedy is really i mean it's just a bunch of radical truth telling mm-hmm. you know what I mean, it's just a bunch of people admitting things that regular people to me it's a bunch of people admitting things that regular people at Citibank will not admit, you yeah. know what I mean and like i think that's why people are attracted to it Uh, especially nowadays it's so like you were were talking about how hot clown is you know like comedy i think in general like i I, i've been thinking about this for the last like couple like the last year or so like like uh, um when snl is is relevant you know and it comes in and out of relevance in terms of moments and in a year or a month like when it's most relevant really is like when pete davidson is hosting or when you know yeah. i mean it's when a comedian is on is hosting not an act we don't really care like timothy chalamet is hosting okay cool but like yeah. if like uh you know uh I think this, julia louis dreyfus is hosting then it's yeah. like whoa what's they're this? gonna yeah. say
1: some real shit yeah and you know they're gonna be really funny i
2: yeah. think this is like uh kind of like back to the trump thing and all this stuff i think like honestly i think david foster wallace is the one that like was the soothsayer about this talk about it uh just kind of like that like over time i think like bo burnham's talk a lot about this too is just like we live like it, like just because of social media because of how interconnected we are um and how that like kind of like causes us to like put up this like inauthentic view of ourselves of like this like our lives are perfect our lives are always going oh, yeah. in the forward direction our you know we're we're achieving we're manifesting we're achieving the things that we want and everything like that that i think like uh like we're just like in an authenticity like crisis oh, and so i think yes. that's why comedians like are uh you know always on like the forefront of like being you know artists of authenticity uh and i think that's why like it clicks with so many people and like why they crave that so much and like especially in like the the whole like mental health zeitgeist that we're in now of like you have to like actually reconcile and grapple with all these things like we want to see people that are in the struggle rather than people that have conquered the struggle, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I think
1: that's so true. We're definitely living in uh, an illusion. <laughs> like, we've, we're yeah. submitted to an illusion. And even when you see, like, the Google Pixel 8 phones where it's like, you can, like, change your smile. Like, every they were saying, like, I read an article. It's just like, your memories, like, uh, via photo aren't even... You, you can't even rely on them to represent the moment as it happened anymore because everything's so curated. They're making it easier for you to like snap and curate immediately. So everything looks perfect. It's so bad for our mental health, I think. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like I was going to say, oh my gosh, comedy's like, maybe it's getting too big. Maybe it's too TikTokified. but then it's like, no, you're right. Like for every influencer, we need that, that random TikToker Who's like, I eat pickle. Like whatever. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know. You know that famous one? I. Eat pickle. I eat pickle. Yeah, the famous I eat pickle uh, TikTok uh, meme. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I
1: love our, our, our I eat pickle.
0: Yeah. The, um. I feel like yeah. That's such a great. That's such a great point of like. Uh. Wait 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 wait. wait. Oh, it's, I'm losing it. Wait. You ah. just. That's what you just said. You were like. Um. Well. illusion. Yes. Yes. Oh, about the the faces and the filters. I find that yeah that is like very disturbing to me. I don't want to say this with any judgment, but like if if I have a friend who's like I look at a lot of their photos and a lot of the photos have like tons of filters, filters on them. I'm it's sort so of, weird, yeah, I'm just sort of like well i I'm starting to forget what you actually look like, and I also yeah. am like I feel a little deceived. And but it's like I don't want to be judgmental of them because it's something they feel they need, and also they're being creative. You know what I mean? So it's like
1: that's what's so sad about it, though, is like you you can look at it and be like, "Man, stop proliferating this like this fake," but at the same time, you're like, "Oh, you don't think you're good enough? Mm. You don't think your fit?" Fa- it's like the problem's already too far, far gone. It's like you don't think your face as is deserves to be on this platform, mm. like, and and that. I'm like, man, you know, for all feminism has done, I can't believe how little, <laughs> like how, no matter how much we're like, love yourself and body neutrality and da, 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 It's like we, it, Instagram's hard. Like even I, I try to curate my feed with all like positive stuff. And even I bought the skims, you know, and even I got Botox. It fucking wore off now. I need to get some more. But, <laughs> But man, it is. Hard yeah. when you don't even feel like your face can is like worthy of just like a sea of what but like bullshit. It's just I don't know. Yeah, it's dark.
0: Hey, st- step out of step out of the shadows. There, you're hiding in the shadows. I I cannot. I don't want you to see my face. Well, come, come look on. at me. Yeah, look. I'm
2: an actual monster. I was stitched together by a madman, and then I gave myself a Fu Manchu. Really?
0: I'm j- and I'm I'm just a townsperson, but look at me! I'm only I'm only five I'm only five three. I'm short. I got a bald spot. I mean, come on, come out of the shadows! Let's go to the fair and get some. Let's go to the country fair. Step out <sighs> of the shadows.
1: All right, but only if you promise not to scream.
0: Wait, 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 wait. wait. Why would we scream? Yeah, why would we... I'm just
1: so hideous. I've got a 28-inch waist, size perfectly globe-like, size D breasts. I have an ass that looks like an engineered BBL, but it's real. And I have a little 42-degree angled nose like Kate Middleton.
0: Are you Barbie? Are you yes Uh, okay i'm uh, okay i'm a little i'm okay i'm a little nervous now don't step quite out of the shadows quite yet okay but this is a hideous (laughs) monster i'm sorry Uh, no it's okay
2: i've i've come to grips with what i am
0: got kind of a horn coming out where your eyes should be yep it's a lot it's a lot oh you should see what's on the inside okay yeah
2: i can show you because my creator gave me a flap
0: please oh that i (laughs) wish i hadn't seen that yes uh, you said you okay i can't ever Unseen I'll
2: put it back underneath my cummerbund.
0: Seemed like there was a raccoon in there. There is. All right. His name is Reginald. Uh, but you, you, you warned us not to scream. Which now I'm concerned about what I'm. You've described a perfect, uh, you know, sort of manufactured uh, lady form. But why would that make us scream? I'm scared for you to come out of the shadows. I don't know if I, I can understand. keep my promise.
1: My face, I have a blackhead.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Well, that
0: doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, it doesn't sound
2: bad at all. You know, hey. you don't understand. Oh my god. Okay, all right. Well, I hope you're looking at me. I can't really tell where you're looking, but I hope you're looking at me. And just like everybody in this world, we all have things that we don't share.
0: Or it's we don't just a, have a row of teeth just coming from the forehead down into the mouth. Yes,
2: this. yes. My smile is left for wanting,
1: but uh, it's charming.
2: Look, uh, it's- I. I was trying to say that, like you know, we all have, we all have things that we don't share, and it's, it's kind of selfish to expect anybody to share that in a way to like. My daughter won't look directly at him. Yeah, that's okay. I've yeah. come to, go, I've come to. It's, it's her right. She gets the choice to where she looks. She it, really tried. It's, uh, and I, I applaud her for the effort. But like we, we all have things that we, we want to share. Like you know, we all don't want to share, and we should be allowed to not share them. And yeah. we're all allowed to. And if no one else can see them, or if you can see them. That's up to whoever.
0: If you don't want to come out of the shadows, that's fine. I, you know, we just we wanted to go to the fair with you, and uh, you know, we've become friends. But we only know you from the shadows. We understand you've got a blackhead. You know, I, I have, I have bunions and a club foot, and you know, that my knee blue. is made out of a catfish. Yeah. Do you
1: make your living from photos of your face and body in a grid structure? Do you? Do you know
0: what? It... I work at the grain mill.
2: Oh, I'm I'm a monster. I can't find employment.
1: So you don't understand what I'm going
0: through. No, you. <sighs> we we understand that you're an influencer in these medieval times, but uh, we would we'd just like you. We'd just like to go to the 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 country fair with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, hey, whatever you are, I. You can you can just hang out cloak me just hang out
1: put me in a cloak sure do not let the man with the daguerreotype machine come near me no photographs tin or otherwise
0: all right here's a you can use my cloak. <sighs> it's a warm day all right don't hiss, that scares me all right anybody for a game of baccarat <laughs> <Ooh. Scene>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: beautiful
0: oh okay damn this flew by all right um let's see let's talk about um what 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 things you got going on? What are you working uh, on these days, uh, Katie Barry? What am
1: I not working on? Oh, no. uh, <laughs> um, okay, December sixteenth at oh god, is it eight or eight thirty? Eight thirty at the Brooklyn Comedy Collective at Eris Evolution in Williamsburg. Me and Adrian, A.K.A. Frimmy.
0: Yeah, shout out Frimmy.
1: We're putting up a show. Um. Adrian and Katie's 1976 Holiday Variety Spectacular.
0: Nice. <laughs> it's
1: a parody of old variety shows that they used to have, like in the 60s and 70s. Maybe like yeah. Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra in their living room, yeah. getting Ooh, totally and hammered. Yeah, yeah Sunny and Chair and all that. So it's really crazy. It's alt comedy, wackadoodle, nutso. Um, so come see that this Saturday, um, December 9th. I will be in Baby Wants Candy, also at Brooklyn Comedy Collective.
0: Do you guys perform there uh, monthly or regularly? I think
1: it's monthly. It's been kind of irregular, but I think we're shooting for a monthly. Um, Talk about
0: tell us about Baby Wants Candy. They're Baby. I know they're a very well respected New York improv team. Tell us about that. Baby
1: Wants Candy has been around since like I'm not even. I think they've been around since the 90s, um, and they have a lot of well known alumnus. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, it's a musical. It's a musical improv show. It's we have a full band, and we s- get a suggestion of a title that does not exist, and the audience gives us that title, and then we do a full improvised musical off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great time. We also have a show that we do called Shamilton, which is an improvised Hamilton. So you give us a mm-hmm. suggestion of a historical yeah. icon or. Celebrity, and we'll do uh, a show about them, which is really fun.
0: Is Raquel in that show? Yeah, yeah. Raquel Palm is also past uh, no suggestion guest. Shout out! Absolutely. Mm. Also, shout Raquel. out to her dad, Daryl. Yeah. yeah, shout out Daryl. I'm trying to get him on the show. at the Blue Note right now. Yeah, he's got a damn job. He can't yeah. do the show. Son of a gun. <laughs> hey, let's read. I'm gonna read this. Um, hey, given Tuesday is a global generosity movement, unleashing the power of people and organizations to transform their communities and the world. Ready right, if you are broken primarily on donations and support from listeners like you. So this year we've decided to extend that spirit of giving throughout the whole month of December. Please show your support by pledging whatever you can. Every dollar helps and all contributions are tax deductible to the full extent of the law. Uh, go to radiofreebrooklyn.org backslash donate today and, and give in to the power of giving. Thank you. Hey, and guess what? You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent list supported radio. Uh, radio, free, radio You're listening to No Suggestion and uh, Radio Free Brooklyn uh, loves you. Hey, read this second paragraph.
1: Doing great. RFB donations. Oh, Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public BDL. art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our Work in the community we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization so all contributions are tax deductible please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at radiofreebrooklyn.org donate
0: yeah give let Jake read some of that Ooh. this is fun I've always wanted to read podcasts yeah apps. if you like
2: a list of radio for a book and when you're not in front of your computer please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android available in the App Store for iPhone and Google Play Store for Android Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news and new programming in our upcoming Radio Free Brooklyn events. You can sign up at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter.
0: Beautiful. All right. We did it. We did some, we did some some copy. Wait, I think there's uh, one more. Oh, there's one one more? more? The bottom paragraph? Yeah, you do it. Oh, I I did the bottom paragraph. Oh, you you did did it? it? Yeah. Yeah, We did it. We did it all. Hey. Um, there it is. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. I want extra. I want extra and just finish the page. Yeah. Went through it. <gasps> um. Okay. Cool. Well, what is uh? And what is uh, Hey, we're at the end of 2023. What's you? What's your uh? Your ambition for 2024?
1: Uh, I have a movie, uh, that's being produced. But I we're we're trying to get that off the ground. I have another one. I'm a screenwriter, so I'm always trying to just make that damn cash money mm-hmm. and do that. So that's, that's where my focus is and, and just doing other live shows and bopping around.
0: Who's your screenwriting? hero, and why is it Neil deGrasse Tyson? Who's your <laughs> screenwriting hero?
1: The Duplass Brothers. Oh, Mark Duplass. I wow. love What's the Duplass that, Brothers.
0: Is Mumble the Mumblecore?
1: Yeah, Mumblecore. And I love Charlie Kaufman. Um,
0: I share a birthday with Charlie Kaufman. Do you? I oh,
1: sensitive genius. Oh. Oh,
0: yeah. uh, what did the
2: Dumas Brothers write?
1: The Duplass Brothers? Uh,
2: Duplass Brothers. <laughs> um, Duplass?
0: Right. Isn't he write fucking uh, uh, kind of Money Cristo? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duplass. <laughs>
1: uh they did the puffy pink chair um oh god now you're putting me the one i love uh, they oh god they have a bunch they're very Mm. um yeah mumblecore it's like indie diy like pick her up by your bootstraps Mm -hmm. like uh charming quirky slice
0: of life movies wasn't one of them in oppenheimer
1: Probably Mark Duplass is all over the place. Jay Duplass was in Transamerica. What the hell are I talking about them? They they, they they're talk already about, rich. Yeah, and talk famous. about you. Yeah, talk mm-hmm. about me. So katieberrycomedy.com. Um <laughs> I just came back from Fringe with Diamond Goddess Crystal Pussy, which is my one woman show. It's amazing. Ooh, uh, is it
0: going up uh next year anywhere in, in New York I I'm, I'm going to
1: take it to LA. I haven't planned the trip yet, but I'm I'm going to take it to the Lyric Hyperion. Ooh. And um you know, she's just she's just doing her thing. Uh what else? She is? ready? Yeah. She ready, honey. She's
0: manifesting.
1: Ooh. I'm manifesting my little puss off.
0: Hey. <laughs> okay, let's so Katie Berry, tell people where to find you.
1: Katie Berry Comedy on Instagram and all platforms, yes. katyberrycomedy.com. And come see my shows and give me a little kiss on the hand. Uh, oh yes,
0: yes, like a like a very dapper, debonair person. Yes. How about Jake Joseph? Where can people find you?
2: Oh, you can find me at Foolish Boy on Instagram, but the O's are zeros. I know it's complicated. I probably should change it. And uh, yeah, I host a jam at the Pit every Wednesday night. You can also check me out there, and just meandering about the town.
0: Okay, and you can find me at PreciousGorgeous.com. That's where a lot of my comedy and my music also is. Also, you can find me in St. Louis rolling on dubs, dabs. Did anybody Ooh. know this? All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. There's no suggestion. We love you. Good night. Hi-bye.